0: Hi guys, welcome to The Deep End. You're here with me, Anna, and your co-host, Yo-Yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: If you're new, a new visitor to this series, we're just two girls who talk a lot of shit and along the way interview people who are more talented and more creatively inclined than we are. Um, thanks for coming back for those of you who have returned. Um, so today we are joined by another guest, um, Nasty Mars. Uh, he's a Melbourne-based artist who's recently released an EP called Heaven Got a Groove and you can suss his work on all streaming platforms. How are you, Nasty? Oh, wait, actually, we call you Mars.
2: Yeah, either is cool, but Mars is cool. Mars,
0: Mars is cooler. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, all good.
2: Can I comment on your preface quickly? You said uh, that you you interview people that are more talented than you yeah. guys yeah uh, i don't want to ha- like ha- have that like okay <laughs> I, like i guess what i'm trying to say is um don't don't think that I'm more talented than you just because i've done some music stuff oh
0: that's it so i
2: listened to an episode of this podcast before i came here and i liked it so i think you guys can pat yourselves on the back talent wise
1: that's that so was really
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> you probably felt when I said like, can I comment on what you said? Like I was gonna it. Yeah, I was like, it.
1: fuck, what did I just say? No,
2: no, no, no. I just wanted to let you guys know that you're talented too.
1: Uh, see, I'm talented and no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's start off with some icebreakers, yeah?
2: Yes. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> um, so beware, audience. <laughs> the icebreaker for this episode is a little bit juvenile, but I
0: mean it's fun.
2: Not yeah. safe for work.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to play Fuck, Marry, Kill with some artists. Yeah. Okay, so... Amy Winehouse, Frank Ocean, Solange. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Who's going to go first? I guess I'll go first. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do, though. Okay, so... That's so hard. Even How? though even though Frank Ocean's gay, I'm going to marry Frank Ocean. I don't give a fuck. No, He's that's like him. a good... Actually, no, no that was a good for me. Don't worry. Okay, so Frank Ocean, I'll marry. Mm-hmm. <gasps> fuck, this is really sad, but I'm just going to like... <gasps> fuck, that's so sad, but that means that by default, I'm going to have to kill Amy Winehouse. <laughs> which is so sad, but like, obviously I'm going to fuck Solange, you know? Yeah.
3: I'm sorry, <laughs> You know what? No, that's just now, sad. Now,
1: in hindsight, she's like, I shouldn't have
0: chosen Amy Winehouse.
3: I know.
1: Because I really do love Amy Winehouse. Like, when I listen to her music now, I cry. Because I'm same. just like, damn, like, we're never going to get music like that again because, obviously, she's already passed. That's so messed up that I said I would not <laughs> <called> her. <laughs> Anyways, next.
2: <laughs> well, my answer was the same, but I'm going to explain. Oh, really? okay. yeah, I'm, I'm going to again. explain my answer. Um, I'll marry Frank Ocean because... While he's a super mysterious person, from what I know about him, or what the world knows about him, it seems like he and I would get along. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like talking, I think. I don't <laughs> always like talking. <laughs> yeah. So it would be nice. We'd just be eating dinner and not talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Be
1: good marriage. Listening
2: to some music. Peaceful. Mm-hmm. Very Peaceful. Uh, yeah, me
1: and Frank would probably divorce eventually. <laughs> <It's>
3: really
2: sad. <laughs> um, and I love Amy Winehouse so much. She's, pr- she's probably one of my favorite singers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that she's beautiful. So I don't want people to think that I'm choosing Solange because, you know, I think Solange is more attractive. I'm choosing Solange because she's black and I'm black and that's why black love is more important.
1: Mm-hmm. Preach. That's yeah. so nice Yeah see his answer like he gets away with it But like <laughs> me it's like no you're just a dumb bitch You know
2: No nah, not at <laughs> no. all If if uh, if Amy Winehouse was black I would probably choose Amy Winehouse over yeah. oh, Solange okay.
0: Mine was the same Oh really
3: yeah, you all, had the well, same was,
2: all the
1: same answer That's funny Do you have different reasonings though
0: um, Well I don't know actually Cause I've I've played this game before, and my other reasons are pretty good.
1: If I had to guess what your actually, because be, I'd I would guess I'd marry married- Frank
0: Ocean because mm-hmm. we're both gay, so it's like fun. Yeah, we'd have a great like civil union. Yeah, you know, we'd be like, oh yeah, do whatever you want. You used to
1: go to like pride marches together. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so we'd be that gay couple that aren't really gay together. You know yeah. what I mean? And then. Yeah, I'd fuck so large. Just because, wow, she's such a powerful woman.
2: Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> she
1: is, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so the second fuck, marry, kill is Tyler, the creator, Kanye, and Travis Scott.
2: Okay. Uh, this is just, I'm basing this on the personalities of the individuals. What I know of their personalities. I'll marry Travis Scott. I will... Current Kanye, I'll kill him. Mm. And fuck Tyler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> current Kanye. <laughs> but past Kanye, what would you do? Because it's two different Kanyes. <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's, it's too hard. Let's just stick on We're current sorry. Kanye. Okay. Okay, current. Because okay. current Kanye is current Kanye. Yeah. He's yeah. not past church. Kanye okay. anymore.
1: Mm. You go second. Um,
0: I'd say the same, actually. Travis would be a good dad. He's a good dad at the moment. He's not. Oh, shit. (laughs) Then, um... Well, now I'm
1: confused. I'm conflicted. So I guess we'll just say Anna's conflicted, and that's okay. For me, I think I'm going to have to kill Travis Scott. I just don't have... Like, I don't have any real connection with him, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, me and Kanye were going through some things right now, but back in the day, back in the day, I fucked with Kanye hard, you know what I mean? Mm. So I can't just dismiss him fully. Thanks. So... I think I will Okay well if I have to pick who I'm gonna fuck Out of Kanye and Tyler the Creator I'd rather fuck Tyler the Creator So then that means I'm gonna have to be married to Kanye Which is really hard But maybe it could be like a mission Like maybe I could like try to make him better You know what I mean Like I could be like Kanye stop dating these white girls With the fake asses and the braids (laughs) Well well, I think Kanye
2: needs a black woman in his life Yeah. Yeah
1: So yeah that would be my answer Kanye, hit me up. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> but I'm hey, yo, ass. hit my line.
1: <laughs> okay, so now we can just get into the questions. So, we like to start off from birth and okay. then end with death. No, I'm kidding. We <laughs> like to just start off from birth.
2: I like that. I like that.
1: Um, yeah, so we like to start off from birth. So, where were you born and where did you grow up?
2: Okay, I was born in the southeast suburbs of Melbourne. That's also where I grew up.
1: Um. What nationality are you?
2: I am... Um, Mixed with Timorese, Portuguese. What I'm aware of, I mixed with Timorese, Portuguese. And I think there's some Chinese like way, way down Uh the line on my mom's side. Oh. Yeah. So Timorese, Portuguese. Timor is an interesting country where a lot of things happened in the history of it. So where the actual roots are, I'm not sure. It's like Brazil kind of. Mm -hmm. Lots of mixing. Portugal colonized it. And when they colonized it, they were transporting slaves around, so...
1: Crazy, that's a whole episode. That's a whole
0: mixing
2: bowl. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's...
1: What did you mean when you said that you're aware of?
0: Like you haven't researched it.
2: Okay, so obviously, if you look at my, you know, my hair and whatnot, um, it's nappy, so... That can only mean two things. It can mean that there's Melanesian roots... um, or that there's African roots. And I'm not aware of what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think of Melanesian people and African people as the same because they're the only people across the whole world that have dark skin and Afro hair. But Melanesian people are not uh, just from the current Melanesian islands. There are Melanesian people in Asia too. So we're we're not aware of the history of, of all of that. But... If you speak to some Fijians, um, they claim that they came from Africa and the pop- people from Papua New Guinea are believed to have been one of the first migrations out of Africa. So I don't know. Then there's the out of Africa theory, but it's a lot to get into.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> like yeah. my mind, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know any of this.
2: Yeah. So it, on the black side of things, um, it's most likely Melanesian, but mm-hmm. could be Melanesian or African, or if you want to look at that as the same thing. I don't know. Um, and then Portuguese, because it was colonized by Portugal. And there was a lot of race mixing. Mm. And there's Chinese on my mom's side way, way down the line. I'm not sure how, but I just know that there is.
0: Mm. Are you first gen,
1: second gen?
2: I um My parents migrated here. So, so first gen? Yeah.
1: Nice. That's so interesting. I did not expect that. Like, when people ask me what nationality I mean, I'm just like, Ethiopian. And it just ends there. Yeah,
0: same. Vietnamese, maybe a bit Chinese.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome Um, to the life of a mixed race
1: person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's get into your upbringing. What was it like? Like, um, do you have siblings?
2: I have five siblings. Oh, wow. Um, I'm the oldest of the five, so altogether we're six. Uh, what was it like growing up? Growing up was fun. Um, there was a lot of uh, family values, so we grew up uh being surrounded by cousins and all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I guess that's
1: were they religious? Yes, or are they still actually religious?
2: Yeah, all some are, some aren't, but we we're all raised Catholic.
1: Were your parents straight?
2: Yes, and no it dep it depends on what context you're applying strict to. do so, they have
0: like set rules like you had to be home a certain time, or like they had like certain expectations of you
2: once I reached a certain age, there wasn't any curfew or anything, so to what that age? con sorry, what uh, age yeah, uh, maybe like fifteen, sixteen, wow, <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't be out just until like two a m yeah. ever. And if I was, they would be worried. But there was no set kind of curfew. Mm. Um, I didn't abuse that though, I I was mostly home, unless I went to a party or something. Yeah. Uh, And then to other things like drinking and stuff, obviously they're pretty strict. Up until I reached like 18 years old, which doesn't really make sense to me that much. Why would you say no to like a 17 year old drinking? But yes, when an eighteen year old there's not that much difference, I guess you're in yeah. high school, um but yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like people like just care about like the law, you know, yeah, I mean? it's the yeah. legal side of things, yeah, so were you like I don't know quote unquote a bad kid, like did you get in trouble at school and stuff?
2: I did, and I don't think it's because I'm bad. I think it's because I had a problem with people who weren't my parents being, uh, like, authority figures, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be funny because I would be getting in trouble at school, and, you know, the teachers would say to my parents, Molly's is disrespectful, Molly is this, Molly is that. Um, I understand that there's rules and whatnot. And also, I was a bit of a, you know, smartass, for lack of a better word. Uh, and I just enjoyed being cheeky. And I had a few friends that also enjoyed doing that. We thought it was funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, uh, something personal about me is that I think, like, um, if you move through life trying to, like, make things fun and funny, it's more enjoyable and you just, you're more happy that way. And I guess that was us in high school. We just ran amok, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Fair we enough. We didn't do anything too crazy. That was
1: going to be my next question. Like, what's the craziest thing you did?
2: In high school? mm mm-hmm. uh, Let me think.
1: And what's the worst punishment you've got? Like suspended, (laughs) expelled, detention, you know?
2: I got suspended (laughs) and I almost got expelled. But, so what, this is what happened. Um, Year seven to nine, um, you know, I started off as a cheeky kind of kid and then I just started being more and more cheeky and a bit more rebellious, I suppose, and... Year nine. Um, so the school I went to, we had two campuses: a junior campus and a senior campus. At the end of year nine, that was when I was getting into the most trouble, and I had to like have an interview with the head of the senior campus to like figure out whether or not I was going to be allowed to go to the senior campus. Um, and I went into that room, I talked my talk, and I got into the senior campus. <laughs>
1: So you just finessed your way in. Basically,
2: I remember I spoke to them. And then afterwards, (laughs) they said to my parents, Wow, your son speaks so well. He's so eloquent. (laughs) He's so articulate. Uh, You know, we're we're, going to give him another chance. And then they did. And then at the senior campus, I started to mature. So I I wasn't getting into as much trouble as I was at the junior campus. I would just do silly things. Mm. The worst thing that I did from memory is... So the teacher I'm not sure if she left the class or not I can't remember exactly but her USB was there and <laughs> this guy is this going? <laughs> no no this <laughs> this guy was like to me um oh like yo uh it'd be funny if we took the teacher's USB and then I, I agreed I was like yeah it would And then he's like, like, oh, do it. And then I was like, you do it. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I went to go take the USB and I just had it in my pocket. And she started looking for the USB. (laughs) (laughs) She started looking around the classroom and as she kept looking for it, she was becoming more upset and anxious. And at one point she was on the verge of tears and she said, if anyone has the USB, because she kept asking, who ha- does anyone have the USB? Obviously, I'm not going to say I have the USB. Obviously, my friends aren't going to say I have the USB. So, we just had our mouths shut the entire time. So, we're at the point where she's on the verge of tears. And she says, <laughs> her being on the verge of tears isn't funny. What happened? What I d- no, that, that's not funny. I want to set the record straight. It was pretty, it was pretty sad on my part. Um what what I did next was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so she's on the verge of tears and she says to the classroom, "The school reports are on that USB, please. It, it's only on the USB. If I don't find the USB, I'm going to be and she didn't say like a world of shit, but basically that's what she said. I'm paraphrasing at this point because I don't yeah. remember exactly what she said. Um and so when she said that, we all looked at each other and we were like, "Fuck." What do we do now? Uh, I took the USB and I put it into somebody else's pencil case. (laughs) Bro, (laughs) you fully named somebody else. And then I thought about it because she kept looking for the USB. And then I I thought to myself, um, like, uh, my conscience kicked in. And I thought to myself, I can't just put the USB into somebody else's pencil case. But... L- l- let's get, let's let's actually set something straight. I, it's not so much that con- like my my conscious kicked in. She then said, um, "If anyone has the USB, you aren't getting trouble. Just give it to me. I really need it." So I was like, "Okay, cool." I went to the other guy's USB, the other guy's pencil case. <laughs> I went up to his pencil case, and he was looking at me. I opened his pencil case.
1: <laughs>
2: he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Bro, I put the USB into his pencil case." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, did you know this guy
2: was he I friend? did. He, he he wasn't like my friend friend, but he was a high school friend. You know what I? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I took the USB. I went up to her. I put it on the desk, and she went on to say, "You're not gonna get in trouble. Like, just I'm glad I have the USB back." Next day, I'm in a homeroom or care group, uh, whatever it's called. I know it changes at every school. I'm sitting there (laughs) waiting for, like, first period to happen because they're doing the role and whatnot. My house coordinator comes, marching up the stairs, (laughs) swings the door open, (laughs) and he's like, You! Outside! Now! Oh, my God. And then (laughs) I thought to myself, Damn. (laughs) <laughs> I just went outside. We walked to his office, which was like kind of a distance from where the homeroom was. And he was just yelling at me, um, saying like a lot of things. And then he, he was saying, like, You're done, you're finished here, et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, I was suspended for the rest of year nine. I think it was, oh. like, it just <laughs> happened at the end of year nine, though. So, I missed, like, the last three or so days of school. Oh. And then that's why I, I had to... I thought it was,
0: like, four, four weeks
2: or no, something. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, I'm not sure they're allowed to suspend somebody for four weeks. But, mm. yeah, I missed the end of year nine. And then I almost wasn't allowed to do year ten. But
3: Ooh.
2: I I went into that room with the, the head of the other campus, and I spoke well, so... And scrape, then you did it, way back way back into the school. it. Yeah. To be
1: honest, it seems pretty dramatic for the school to fully be like suspend you for the. Oh uh,
2: that that wasn't the only thing. It was a series <laughs> oh, yeah. of things okay, that led yeah. up to that. That so was were like, oh, that this was the, f- the final again. straw. Mm-hmm. Was it
0: yeah. a public school or?
2: It was a Catholic school. So. Oh, yeah. All boys mixed.
3: Uh,
1: mixed. Mm. Um. So when you were in school, did you know that you wanted to be like do music? Like when they asked you, "What do you want to be when you're older?" What was your answer?
2: Uh there was a, a, a particular thing that happened that led me to want to do music. Um, I've always loved music. I guess if I bring it back to the upbringing thing, my dad sung in reggae cover bands as I grew up. So I was always surrounded by music. And the Timorese community is very music-oriented. Um, so I, I, from a young age, I've always known that I've loved music. I love singing, all those things. Um, and when I was in year eight, um, I was in sewing class, and I was not taking sewing class seriously. And myself and three other people were just ignoring the teachers, just trying to teach, and we're just hitting each other with the rulers and whatnot, <coughs> just being silly. Classic. We had, like, a bendy rulers, and we're just, like, seeing like, how hard we could hit each other. <laughs> uh, and then I got moved to sit with this guy um, who I didn't know. He was sitting by himself for a while, Thinking back on it, I think the teacher moving me to sit with him, his Zimbabwean, by the way, was kind of weird, to be honest. She could have moved any of us. She moved me to sit with him, which I guess like, I, I guess it's kind of cool, but it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I used to get shit like that too. To yeah. Me, so. <laughs> like, like, I guess she didn't know what I was, but i moved move the kid that kind of looks like he's half black or something <laughs> to sit with the kid that's a black. The
1: ambiguous kid. Yeah. Th-
2: they should become friends um sure enough we did though anyways I go to sit next to this guy and we get to talking talk about music what type of music do you listen to all all that sort of conversation and eventually it leads to him saying that he rapped and this was in 2009 I believe and back then it was very uncommon for somebody to say that they rapped from Australia Mm. so I was a bit shocked I was like you rap he was like yeah and then I was like, rap now. And he said, I don't... <laughs> uh,
0: Put uh, it on the Classic,
2: spot. classic. And he said, oh, I, I didn't have a beat. And I, I was like, I'll beatbox. So I started beatboxing. <laughs> and he rapped this Lupe Fiasco verse. And I was unaware of Lupe Fiasco at the time. But I, I, I grew up listening to hip-hop as well. And as I got older, I listened to it more and more. So he's rapping me this Lupe verse. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? This guy is like the craziest rapper. <laughs> <laughs> like delivering all these big words Uh, and for the next week i was going around the whole school saying like this guy can rap like this guy's crazy and we did the same thing to everybody i would beatbox and he'll rap this lupe fiasco verse after that week he sent me the lupe fiasco (laughs) song (laughs) (laughs) and i was like bruh
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've been going around saying that you're a rapper
2: (laughs) yeah well he did rap and he was quite good at it too but he was like going around rapping this lupe fiasco verse Without telling people it was a Lupe Fiasco verse. And after that whole encounter, it just led me to want to rap too. So I started writing raps. And then I was doing that, I would say, passionately up until age 17, just writing raps. I even recorded a couple of songs. They were on MySpace, but that thing happened recently where MySpace deleted its database of Uh, music. So thankfully for me, those songs are gone forever (laughs) now. Because if you heard those, um, I would be pretty embarrassed.
1: I call up MySpace right now. (laughs) 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 Bring it back, bring it back.
2: Um, Yeah, so up until 14 to 17, I was writing raps passionately. Um, And then we entered uh, year 11. And my parents were pretty serious about doing well in school and going to university um, because they didn't. Uh, So I kind of like moved away from doing music and focused on studying in year 11. Um, and as I went into year 12, I kept maintained that same kind of attitude towards school. But about th- two, three months into year 12, I just like had a realization within myself that the only thing I want to do is music. Um, and at that time, uh, my friend Barrow started releasing music with this hip hop collective that we were, we were all a part of called 90s RD. And watching them do it, because that was the first time I saw a group of people make music that I actually liked and I could listen to, because around that time, slowly people started making music, but I wasn't really a fan of a lot of it. Um, And I, yeah, I eventually linked up with those guys, and then that just led me to wanting to do music full on, like really wanting to try and make it my career. Um, And that happened at age 19 20 Mm. so from that age i would say i've been taking music seriously
0: that's such a nice natural way that it developed
2: yeah Mm. it was all very organic
1: Mm. um were you like open about that or like did you keep it on the dl because i know some artists kind of like didn't want to tell their friends or like people at school that they were trying to do music on the side because they were like embarrassed
2: yeah so when I released the song, because I think at the time I was calling myself a little Mars, and <laughs> I released the song and everyone in school knew about it, and I started my verse. I'm not going to say what I started with, but I started with this.
1: I want to hear it so
2: bad. No, no, no. We'll just, <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll leave that to, to people's imaginations. But I started. I introed with this line, and for the rest of that school year, um, people would just come up to me and they would say that line to me. Um Not, like, to make fun of me or anything, because they enjoyed it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, for a while, I I thought I was pretty cool. Um, I was like, oh, everyone likes this (laughs) song. Ego
1: boosted.
2: Yeah, slightly.
1: This takes me back to the whole, like, I reckon it's because he went to school in the southeast. Mm -hmm. Because the two people that we interviewed that were from Point Cook were like, no, people just talk shit about you. Yeah, they make fun of them. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we were talking about in the other episodes, we were talking about how trying to pursue something creative in, like, the areas that we're from you just kind of like... They make it really hard for you. Whereas if you're trying to pursue something in sport or something academic, it's really easy. So the fact that you had a good experience with it, I'm thinking maybe
2: it's just... Area-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I know that when Barrow started making music, um, because he started at quite a young age, a lot of people made fun of him. So I don't Mm -hmm. think if it's... My situation was because of the area I'm Mm -hmm. from. I think it was just maybe the school i I don't know
1: yeah that makes sense so if we backtrack like way before any of this way before the music stuff what did you think you were gonna be you know what i mean like where you're like i'm gonna be a firefighter
2: okay so and i have this uncle who i would say is pretty switched on when it comes to what's next so he was aware of bitcoin ages ago
0: damn when
2: i say ages ago he was aware of Bitcoin when it was worth nothing and he was considering investing a lot of money into it. And he was talking to my, because uh, this is my dad's brother, he was talking to his siblings about it. And he would say, You know, there's this new thing called Bitcoin. I'm not sure about it yet, but I think it's going to do well. And then I'm sure we all know the story of Bitcoin and how that became the big thing that it did. I think someone said because i'm not obviously i wasn't aware of the conversations that they were having because it happened a while ago but someone said he was aware of, aware of bitcoin like more than five six years ago
0: damn did he invest money was, he didn't <gasps> oh, <laughs> I, know, oh wow. I
2: know
0: billionaire
2: yeah well to to on to like on on his behalf i'm not sure he had like money to invest he had a family to look after and yeah, stuff
1: fan yeah i was like i'm not trying to gamble this yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um Anyways, I remember when I was in year eight, um, he kept telling me, like, oh, you, need to get a, uh, you need to be interested in like, software engineering, Like that's the next thing. Um, get, get a computer engineering degree, it'll be very easy for you to find a job when you finish school and you'll get paid well. So in year eight, uh, he basically got me interested into computers. In year eight, we built a computer together and he was trying to start teaching me coding, but that phase didn't last long. So the first thing I wanted to be was a software engineer and I had this fantasy of working at Google I thought it would be really cool. And then as time progressed, I felt like I wanted to be a lawyer. But then through learning about the world and things happening, I felt like I wanted to be involved in international politics. And I even studied that briefly at university. Wow. But I dropped out because it wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, And I think at one point in time, I was also interested in engineering. I think when I was a kid, and this isn't a made-up story – I used to tell people that I wanted to try and find a cure for cancer.
1: That's so
0: cute. That's so wholesome.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Maybe you still will.
3: Or uh,
2: well, well, well,
1: come across it. Well, <laughs>
3: if,
2: if we get into the conversation about cancer in the medical industry, I think that's another big conversation. So true. let's not get into that. They've got a
0: cure.
2: Yeah. Or some people believe that you can cure a lot of things with natural. Yeah, like um, fruits. Yeah, eat, like her- particular herbs, mm. or whatever. But I also think of-, of
0: Steve Jobs. He <laughs> had cr- pancreatic cancer. He went the herbal route.
2: Steve Jobs was a fruitarian, so he just ate fruit, and I don't think that's smart. True. Uh, I don't think he had like a, a good diet. Mm. He just and he just believes in eating fruit, that, from what I'm aware of.
1: Wouldn't you
0: just be on a sugar high all the time? Uh, so, I
1: don't know. so I follow this guy on Instagram. You guys could check him out. It's called Shaka Bars or some shit. And
3: yeah. he
1: is like a hardcore vegan. And every now and then he'll do like fruitarian phases. But he's trying to transition into becoming just a fruitarian, just solely fruitarian. And he's buff. And he trains heaps of guys. And they're all buff. Because he tries to break the stigma of like, um, if you're trying to be like a bodybuilder or you're trying to be buff or whatever, you need to eat heaps of meat. He's trying to be like, no, mm. you can still do this and be vegan. I think
0: there was a documentary that they just released with Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: oh. about that.
0: Mm. Maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you, you definitely can be buff without eating meat. But also, Chukabaz, uh, from what I'm aware, his roots is West African roots. And West oh, Africans okay. are just built different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah N- N- Nigerians and stuff are, are, are pretty big, naturally. So
1: so he's just out here flaunting his jeans, being <laughs> yeah. like, why because I'm vegan? Yeah. <laughs> Caught okay. out. Uh, so, you said that you studied international politics. So, did you go straight from year 12 to study that? Yes. Oh, cool. Where'd you go?
2: I went to La Trobe. Um, I don't know why I went to La Trobe. That's a
1: really long hike
0: for Exactly.
2: You. Yeah. So, I don't know why I went there. Um, but How I went long? there. I was there for maybe a year and a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just... The more I learnt about it, it was I learnt a lot about a lot of interesting things. Yeah, I was... Everything I learned about was interesting, but I just my love for music is too strong, sir. It's it wasn't mm. worth me studying. I I wasn't trying to pursue a career in that field.
0: Yeah. So when you were a kid, what type of music did you listen to, and it, did it influence the type of music you make now?
2: It definitely influenced the music I make now. Um, I, as a kid, my dad played a lot of reggae music. Um, I think the the Legend compilation by Bob Marley that was played heavily. Uh, he played Prince he played um, I grew up with Stevie Wonder's music uh, and then my mom played a lot of um, R&B she loved Whitney Houston she played even Abba and, and things like that I love Ebo. Um but <laughs> yeah my, my long story short my parents played what I think is a lot of good music and I think that definitely had an effect and then as i grew up all the music i listened to it all bleeds in 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 some way i feel yeah i think when you listen to music um and then you make music i think everything you listen to you kind of absorb it as a sponge Mm. and then you know if you squeeze that sponge whatever comes out comes out
1: that's a nice metaphor yeah it's a good analogy it makes sense um so would you say that you listen to like a diverse range of music
2: definitely Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot. Uh, what I find is in en- or I feel like what I learned is in any genre of music, there's good and bad. Um, and once you start to learn about a genre and you appreciate you develop an appreciation for the genre. um, I think there's good music in every genre because at the end of the day, to me, music is just like a- an expression, an energetic expression of like feelings and stuff, so yeah, I. For example, maybe five years ago, I might have disliked um, music like techno and stuff. I don't listen to a lot of techno, but if I'm out at the club, I don't listen to techno at all, actually, in in my own time. But if I'm out at the club and you know a DJ plays a song, and I'm listening to it, and I think this sounds pretty good, you know, I I enjoy it and I have an appreciation for it. and then on the like yeah so i use that as an example to say that i listen to lots of different types of music and i have an appreciation for all types of genre genres because i think if you listen to my music you wouldn't think that i'd have an appreciation for techno yeah or like house music actually maybe you could say house music house music is pretty soulful
1: yeah Mm. um so you don't have any genres that you're like, nah, just can't do it. Like uh, some people are like hard, like no to country, no to pop. I like country music. Yeah, I always <laughs> mention country because Anna likes country music. Uh, <laughs>
2: well,
1: I, <laughs> that eye roll thanks.
2: What I would say is something like country or something like pop music, oh, I definitely don't like pop music right now. Mm. Um, something like country, I don't know enough about it to comment on it. So, mm. and to, to explain that point, you know previously i was pretty anti-country and then uh my manager showed me this song once and it was super soulful but it was country and i was like this song is pretty good and he was like yeah country can be good so i don't know enough about country um music to really Adam's say like
1: see country <laughs> can be good <laughs> to really
2: say anything about it um yeah. maybe just like uh, if i was to Characterize pop music right now. It's kind of like well, like bubblegum pop, like music for like 15-year-old.
1: To so like Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah, I I have I don't like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean same. I cannot get into pop music as well. I just see it all as ads. <laughs> like to me, yeah. it just sounds like a fucking ad yeah sorry about profanity but yeah no maybe it it's because i study advertising i don't know but when i see like and even like if you think about it the music that they're putting in ads is pop music and like at my work they just play pop music all day every day and it drives me fucking insane one because they all sound the same and then two it's like It just... uh, So, I'm okay with listening. Uh. (laughs) I was going to say it has no substance. But music doesn't have to have substance to be good. Like, I listen to some songs that don't, like, mean anything and they're still good. But these are just, like... It's just so, like... You're just not making any fucking sense, even at this point. You know what I mean? I
2: understand you. I think the reason music is like that is because music is obviously an industry that makes a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know? And so, I think what music became... um, So, let's, let's, like... If we made, like, a comparison... If music, if pop music, I'll just use pop music. I won't say all types of music. If pop music used to be like this nice restaurant, right? Because pop music from back in the day is actually quite nice. You know, if I speak about ABBA again. it was Mm -hmm. funny, me and Anselm were speaking about it like two weeks ago. ABBA's actually, it low-key hits. (laughs) I love ABBA. (laughs) Like my
0: love for ABBA. Just got to leave that there.
2: (laughs) Let's say pop music used to be this nice restaurant. And, you know, a lot of people came to it. And then the owners of the restaurant thought, wow, a lot of people are coming to this restaurant to eat this food. How can we, you know, uh, expand uh, on this? And then I feel like over time, uh, pop music became McDonald's. So people just make music Mm. real fast to make money or whatever. And obviously the quality of McDonald's is less than the quality of a nice restaurant think that's what pop music is right now you're
0: coming you up with a, rea- a lot first. of really good analogies I Really enjoy I that. you should write
1: a book just like <laughs> analogies
2: <laughs> by mars analogies <laughs> by nasty mars
1: <laughs> oh yeah actually i wanted to ask about like the name N- N- nasty mars and the martians
2: tell okay. us about it well the name nasty mars it's not a long story uh people have always referred to me as mars and i made an instagram account when i made an instagram account i can't remember when um i think it was around the time when i was like quite a big fan of the whole odd future thing and jasper from odd futures instagram was like his instagram name is nasty boy jasper it was that back then as well so i just made my instagram name nasty mars and then i thought it sounded cool so i just kept mm-hmm. that as my name it's not because of nasty nas <laughs> it's not because of that um, <laughs> although i have listened to Illmatic a lot of times but it's not because of that uh maybe
1: it is subconsciously and you just didn't realize yeah.
2: yeah maybe um yeah and then martians so when i've made nasty Miles and the martians with my band members and um and my like kind of like my main collaborator nathan uh we were in the room and then the drummer, Jordan, was like, oh, should we make the name, like, Nasty Miles and the Martians? And then we all laughed and we made a joke out of it and then it just became the name. Mm. But it started as a joke and then it just when stuck. you say
0: uh, things ironically and then you start saying them for serious. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. That's me with Finna.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying Finna ironically and now
2: I just... Now you just say it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm like, gonna? What's that?
2: <laughs> Finna.
1: How did you meet um, your bandmates?
2: So we, we, we all like have known, not we all have, the drummer, um, the bassist, the guitarist, and myself, um, we all went to the same high school, but we weren't like friends in high school. Um, we didn't dislike each other, we just hung out in different circles. Yeah. Also, the guitarist and the drummer were younger than the bassist and I, we were a few year levels older. Uh, and I think, um, I released the song on SoundCloud and the guitarist reached out to me and let me know that he liked it um, and all that sort of thing. And then we just started talking about music and we figured that we like a lot of the same music. And he made music too and we had the same sort of goals. And I think we both realized that we couldn't achieve those goals by ourselves. The goal being to make an album as good as Voodoo by D'Angelo one day. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm not, like, a strong musician. I can play a little bit, but, you know, I'm not a strong musician. And he's stronger um, at playing and doing engineering and stuff than he is at writing songs. So we kind of just linked up together, um, and we started making music. And then eventually he was like, oh, I have this band. We should all have a jam together because Voodoo was made with, like, a bunch of musicians. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just started playing together, and it was a good vibe, so we just kept kept playing together and then started making music together. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, wait, I I always forget this part of the story. The reason, (laughs) the thing that led us to link, um, sooner than later was five dog passed away. And I was playing a show with the Evelyn and Nathan said to me, we should, um, play one of the songs we've been jamming and also do a tribute to a tribe called quest, like namely five dog, because he just passed away. So we did that at that show. And then that's after that show. Um, while we were playing, I think we all felt this kind of energy and we decided that we should continue. Oh,
0: that's so nice. Wow,
1: that's so cute. Is there like a a specific process that you guys go through when you're making your music?
0: Yeah, like do you write like the backing track first and then you write over or do you write your like songwriting and then they do?
2: Well, in my writing process, music always comes first. So the way we made all the music that you guys have heard so far... Um, I would make kind of like a skeleton idea, whether if that was like, you know, making a little beat or finding a beat or playing something on guitar and writing something to it and then bringing it to this kind of like band forum where we all sat in a room, listened to the idea and then expanded upon it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the process that we do usually. So music first, lyrics second, and then making the music better third.
0: Yeah. 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 Makes and, sense. like, what inspires your songwriting, yourself? Mm.
2: Just uh, everything that kind of happens to me, whatever I feel, whatever I think. Um, yeah. What I write is just, I don't know, everything that... It's a collection of, like, my thoughts and emotions.
1: Mm. That's, wow, that's good. Yeah. Um, that's the best answer I think. Okay, so the topic for today will be toxic masculinity and toxic femininity because can't exclude the females with that Mm. i think so everyone probably would have already heard of toxic masculinity that's a term that's like going around a lot but toxic femininity not so much um i guess we can give some examples of it which me and anna were sharing before could be stuff like um magazines only portraying certain uh body types and stuff and uh, colors and stuff like that Mm. it could also be a mother Either saying it directly or indirectly to their daughter that they're prettier with makeup on than without. It could be um, presume girls presuming that other girls that are dressed quote unquote provocatively are sluts yeah. stuff like that. And then toxic masculinity. Some examples of that would be like men don't cry. Yeah, exactly. Shit like that. Yeah, like be a man. St- uh, phrases like that. And boys will be boys and shit like that. In scenarios where it's actually a bigger issue and it should be addressed because mm. it's like why just boys will be boys when your son hit this girl in second grade, you know. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Let's talk about it. What are your thoughts on it? Do you Wait, okay. Have you seen the Gillette ad?
2: The the one where exp- I think I have, but explain explain it to me, so. It I went can...
1: viral for a bit. It was like um a compilation of, like, men kind of doing stuff that was toxic. And they would be like, oh, like, this is toxic masculinity. Don't do it. Buy our razors. So it would be like there was one of two boys. (laughs) Buy (laughs) our (laughs) razors. There was one where it was two boys, like, fighting, and someone was trying to split them up. And the other dad was like, no, 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 don't worry. Boys will be boys. And there was another one where this guy was catcalling a girl. And then his friend was like, actually, no, don't do that. And the whole message of the ad was like, be a better man. Yeah.
0: Call out your friends.
1: Yeah. For like the shit they do. Yeah. And it went viral because some people were like, that's really good. Wow. They're sending a good message. And some, honestly, the people that didn't like it were mostly males or females that were trying to impress males. I said it. (laughs) 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 Um,
2: (laughs) I'm familiar with that ad. I thought it was, it was a good ad. Um, I think that especially now, I think men calling out other men for doing things is something that men for the most part, um, aren't doing. So for example, this guy might say something and someone might be sitting in the room and the person sitting in the room might have, uh, you know, the correct views regarding how you should treat women or talk about women, etc. but they may not call out that guy. Like for themselves they may have that view, mm-hmm. but they may not call out that guy. They may just let it slide. But um that allows that kind of culture to continue and grow. So I do think men need to call out other men. It can't just be women calling out men all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and then when the women call out the men, then some men will be like, Yeah, I agree with this. I think at the start of the problem, men need to call out men. Um Before we keep getting into this conversation, I want to ask you guys a question. Mm. What do you think about brands um, exploiting movements or, you know, things that are happening to sell products?
1: Mm. Okay. That's a big thing. (laughs) I have a big opinion on this, being an advertising kid. Um, These brands are just using social issues to get that association with their brand. And maybe, yeah, maybe you could say it's coming from a good place. Like these, uh, the issues that they're, exploiting in their ads do align with their their corporate culture and their like things so if they're doing so if a bank is doing a huge ad campaign about um homosexuality and pride and gay marriage and all of that then yeah maybe your bank really does support that so then it's like okay yeah you're getting the message out there but i think for me a big thing is transparency and i hate how they're trying to hide behind the issue you know what i mean they're like like what the fuck does gillette razors have to do with toxic masculinity besides the fact that you sell your razors to To men men. yeah you know what i mean and then it's also like looking at it from a business perspective and from who actually made the ad so the ad one was made by a woman and then you would think like yeah oh she made the nike one as well which was feminist as well so she's Ah. really like she makes like socialist ads and stuff like that um, so, yeah, it was made by a woman. And then you would think because it's men's razors that the target audience was men, but it's actually not. Females actually buy the male razors more so than women because it's like, oh, the wife is buying it for the husband or the girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're targeting females. So they knew that they were going to get a better reaction from this from females than from males, which is exactly what happened. It went viral. Heaps yeah. of men were like posting videos of them throwing out their razors and stuff oh, like yeah. that, being like, I'm never using Gillette again. Fuck yous for calling out men. Did and people do like that? that? Yeah, they yeah. did. That's they posted crazy. all of Twitter. Yeah. And it's it's like, like, what a waste. <laughs> I know. And it's like, people were thinking that that was going to make an impact to Gillette and saying like, I don't know, retracting from it or something and being mm. like, sorry that we called out men. We love you guys. When really... Gillette knew that was going to happen yeah. and they're fucking happy about it. And all the because- women
0: were like, "Oh yeah, now we're all going to buy Gillette." Yeah, razors. because they,
1: one they've got women um defending them and they've got this huge discussion going on about them. The vi- like the fact that that video, the ad went viral would have spiked their sales by actually so much. And then even in just like in terms of like brand recognition, people are ju- people just saying the word Gillette, Gillette, Gillette. Have you seen that Gillette ad? Even yeah. this, this is a big fucking Gillette ad right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like, look, exposure is exposure. We're getting our name out there. We're backed behind a good issue. So from their perspective, from Gillette's perspective, it's a win win for them. For sure. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But morally, I don't think it's good. No. I don't like yeah. it. I'm over mm-hmm. it. That's why actually I had a lot of my friends that were girls that weren't the girls that were just trying to impress males that also didn't like that ad for the same reason. We're just over um, it. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I see right through your bullshit. Like, Z Bank, wow, you fucking support gays. It's 2019. If you don't support yeah. gays, I'm, like, you know like, what I mean? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I'm going on a rant, right? Nah, now. I feel
2: you. Do you <laughs> like, I think if you, you know, if you want to let the world know that you're siding with this issue... Then why not write, like, an open letter or something? Why do you have to use an ad as the medium to, you know, let everyone know we stand by...
1: Because the main reason you're doing it is to make money.
2: Exactly. Exactly, Yeah.
1: Profit is the main goal. And it's not actually to make a difference or anything. Mm. It pisses me the fuck off. Yeah.
0: It's like that Pepsi ad with Kendall Jenner. Oh, my
1: God. God. (laughs) It's, like, it's a huge craze right now, to be honest. Like, they... I don't know. Brands are loving ads like that because it means you either go viral or you send a good message and people like you.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Anyways, back to the actual issue, which Definitely. is like <laughs> toxic masculinity. Answer
2: if you want to get involved in this conversation. Feel free to. Yeah. She has a lot to say.
1: I'll,
3: I'll say, say it. it sure. Say it. <laughs> Getting stage fright.
1: Just
0: do
2: <laughs> don't it. Get stage fright. This is
1: a conversation between friends.
2: 100. percent
1: Yeah. So like, what's your thoughts on it or experience? You have with to speak it? into the microphone. Can I, like, f- okay. Can you,
3: yeah. Um, experiences with toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. or femininity whichever I think it's it's a big big issue and you have put me on the spot a little bit but that's totally fine (laughs) um well toxic masculinity you see it like everywhere like it I think that there's a distinction that people make with toxic masculinity I think we made it a bit here but I've always kind of seen or distinguish to- toxic masculinity as something that is just a part of the patriarchy as well mm. like it just because there is that like masculine factor in how it's described and like portrayed like i've always seen how it relates to women because ultimately and like obviously the way that like men are taught to like internalize their feelings and like that that often ends up in a projection of violence against women mm. yeah, yeah. So, like, it's all kind of interrelated in in my eyes and in how I see it in, like, day-to-day life and, like, on the internet and stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, what you were saying about how it just turns into projection, which is uh, something that they touched on in the ad as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just going back to this ad. (laughs)
1: Um, But, yeah, with it just, like, starting from really young, then, like, we have to address it with young kids. Mm. Obviously, mm. with older people too, but.
0: Yeah, it can't be like playground behavior. Yeah.
1: You know? Because I feel like um, people's perspectives on it is kind of like. So, say if you saw some toxic masculinity happening with boys, you would just use the excuse, oh, boys will be boys because they're young and you just expect them to grow up and then to just know better. Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. how are they just going to know better if they were taught that that's. That fine. was okay. Yeah. yeah. They were taught that that was okay. So, it's like, what are they going to do now? Um,. And then to toxic femininity, which actually some people don't believe exists. Some people think that, like, toxic femininity can't exist because it all just stems from masculinity, toxic masculinity. Like, it's Mm. all a reaction, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Just a part
0: of, like, the patriarchy and how they project Yeah, like, so an
1: example would be how they're saying, oh magazines and stuff like that are only portraying women of a certain look and then female not females just people that don't believe in toxic femininity would blame that on men they would be like oh well that's because males have said that that's the what that's what they desire yeah like the
3: male gaze Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: which i don't necessarily agree with i think like these are i don't think guys really give a fuck that much you know what i mean (laughs) like i don't know i just feel like it's it's girls telling other girls that this is how you're meant to look yeah. like. You know what I mean? Like, the person that shot the cover of Girlfriend magazine was most likely a girl, not a guy. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Saying, like, this is what a young girl would like.
1: Mm-hmm. Even, like, Vogue, like, all that shit. All of these things are targeted to women from women. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to address it with women as well. Even with um, so many females being so quick to denounce feminism and to be like I'm not a feminist fuck that I'm not a-. and it's just like well do you even really know what a feminist is you know what I mean I feel like they're just saying that because
0: they've seen the extremes of feminism being like oh that's not what I want to be yeah
1: exactly and they have this complex with like trying to be cool around the males and stuff but if you're a male and you're not a feminist you're whack anyway facts yeah, that yeah. Facts. <laughs> that's facts. Yeah. sorry i ramble a lot well
2: like i feel like it's important if we're talking about toxic masculinity right um and if like you know if this is a podcast and if some people listen to my music and they're gonna listen to this because they listen to my music then i feel like it's more important for you know women to talk about the problems as opposed to for me to like you know steal that away Mm -hmm. Mm. what i can say about it all is i agree with what all of you guys are saying i do think um you know for the most part men are trash and we need to do better Mm -hmm. um and i don't get offended when people say men are trash because if like most guys are acting in a trash way and obviously there's a spectrum of trash so you know someone might just be involved in locker room talk But they would never lay a finger on a woman. Then you have someone who would like, you know, use violence against a woman. So there's definitely a spectrum of trash. But I think it starts um, at like having uh, not so much respect for women. I think that's where it starts. And then whether you go up the spectrum or you don't, you know, I guess that depends on the person. But yeah, men need to do better. Men are trash. Violence against women is still happening. you know, I think we've seen, like, a few uh, cases of that in this, in Melbourne and Australia, like, recently, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it's 2019, and you're like...
2: Exactly. Um, I, think, I, I think some people will get mad at me because I have this argument with some of my friends, and, you know, like, people don't believe that, you know, if you guys are referring to women as, like, bitches, that it's tantamount to, you know, punching a girl, but... I think it all starts somewhere. And to bring it back to the boys will be boys idea and how that concept is flawed, it's, you know, it starts somewhere. Everything starts somewhere. So when a, like, you know, yeah, you guys know what I mean. Yeah. It starts at what we're taught when we're growing up. That this is what a man's supposed to be. And I guess that's what toxic femininity can be too. This is what a girl's supposed to be. A girl's supposed to be pretty. She's not supposed to say much. She's mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, a- been, like have knowledge when it comes to cooking and cleaning and all that bullshit. Um, I guess that started from toxic masculinity, but if... I don't know. I, I don't know much about toxic femininity. I think it's just been, like,
0: ingrained in us at a young age, because they've all had it come down on them, and mm-hmm. it's just their own natural, like, way of thinking.
2: So should we call it toxic parenting, then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Sure>. <laughs> maybe.
1: <laughs> um... So I know I went on the little rant about feminism before, mm-hmm. but I just want like your honest, unbiased answer not including what I was saying before. Yeah. Would you say you're a feminist?
2: Um e- Well, here's the thing. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like not a feminist. Um I don't know if Well like if you have like the the values of feminism and the ideas, like I support all that and I believe in all that. I don't know if I fuck with labels that much Mm -hmm. um i guess it's good to put a label to something what i would say is i'm uh i don't want to use the word activist because how much am i actually doing Mm -hmm. um but uh you know as I, i i'm someone who i'm trying to think of the best way to say this because also i don't share a whole lot on social media so I can't be like, I'm someone who speaks up all the time, because I, I don't always, and that's not because I don't want to speak up, it's because I don't fuck with social media, but that's a different conversation. Mm. Um, but I'm someone, yeah, no, I, I align myself with the value, I align my values with the values of feminism, so I guess I would call myself a feminist.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah that's all it takes that's all it takes i didn't say you're yeah. like a feminist activist running around you know, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: bleeding and stuff like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I, yeah i'm definitely a feminist i guess that's for it. sure
0: do you find it hard to have that conversation with your friends about toxic ma- masculinity
2: it depends what the conversation's about i think most uh most of my friends or the people I surround myself with all have the same like views that I do. Mm. Um, so I guess like we kind of live in a bubble um, and yeah. we don't really interact with people. Um, you know, who, we don't really interact with toxic men that yeah. much. There's little things that people do still that we probably still have to unlearn. And um, I think that has a lot to do with hip hop Um Especially when it comes to using the word bitch, I don't think I don't feel like we don't need to use that word. That's mm-hmm. something that I had to unlearn um, because you know I, I'm not going to act like I've never said that word before in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, people like to have arguments about that word, so this is me speaking about me having arguments with my friends about it. Um, some people might say like it's just a word or whatever, to which I would reply, you know, um, if someone like just came up to you right now and called you a nigger like you would be pissed off so why can't you like understand that if you go if you call a girl a bitch she can be pissed off um and there's other words that you can use when you talk to talk about girls because they don't none of my friends use it in, in a disrespectful way mm-hmm. they just use it how you would say like you know oh like that girl or like these girls or these shorties or whatever but yeah. just say shorty instead my message is say <laughs> shorty instead of bitch yeah um it's shorty sounds cool as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True, moral of the story. But yeah. yeah, I think it is really telling when a guy is talking about a girl as like their bitch or something. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it tells a lot about that guy and really how they like treat women fundamentally and all that.
2: I think that's a problem with um, a lot of, uh, I hate using the word ethnic, but a lot of um, ethnic backgrounds. I think that maybe in the, in the Western world, um women gained more of a voice. I'm not saying that they have like a com- a complete voice in the same way that men do, but in Western countries, over time women gained more of a voice. But perhaps in some of the countries that we come from that didn't happen. So they still have that toxic culture of uh, you know, women don't have a voice, they're not allowed to say things and if mm-hmm. they do, you know, they're gonna get punished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can understand where it comes from but also it's still not acceptable so then it's up to people to educate
0: Mm. and it's like our generation as well to change what is going on
1: it's our responsibility guys (laughs) (laughs) gotta change the world (laughs) so it was really good talking to you guys All of you, it was really good. I think we talking to you and stuff like
2: that. It's cool. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: thanks for coming
1: on. Did you want to shout any shit out? Have you got some music coming out soon? Yeah, stuff like that, gigs.
2: I think um, there's always going to be music coming out soon, and there's always going to be a show that happens in the future. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested, just follow me on social media. And that's how you will find out when I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's all I'll say. Um, e- every time I've done an interview, <laughs> I've shouted out some people. I'll shout them out. I want to shout out Rick, Baby, <laughs> and YKM Top Boys. This is the third time I'm shouting them out now, <laughs> okay. but I'm gonna keep shouting them out. That's all.
0: So thanks, guys. That was the deep end. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, subscribe or follow us. On whatever you stream us on, um,
1: and leave a review if you can, please. Yeah,
0: please. We need some feedback on how you like our episodes, or how what what you don't like. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That was. A That's tip. it. Yeah. Laters.